I can hear you this time. Cool. And yeah, I was right. As soon as you hopped on, uh, it started recording. So <laughs> yeah, um, but it's not doing video. And I don't know. We, mm, damn it. Hold on. So we are going to have to wind up doing it one way or the other, either audio just on anchor. Cause I mean, on Spotify mm -hmm. or, or the other one, because it's either screen record like we did last time on discord or this. Yeah. This isn't giving me a video option. Huh. <laughs> I'm guessing that every because like the other people I know that you know have both and just upload their links to different places they must pay for you know the zoom and stuff to do that you know what yeah. I mean? they must not have the free shit hmm Well, that blows. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm thinking maybe audio would be better for people like to listen in their car and stuff like that, but yeah. And I definitely feel like this doesn't have some of that background interference that we had last time yeah um but that's gonna suck for youtube yeah exactly um i don't know though i mean we might have to just start it one way or the other and yeah you know, and that's that's and totally let, fine you know, I don't like, mind doing just audio only. That's that's yeah, I don't either. And it's not like well, obviously, I have to start it over, but <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we could do obviously, we'll have to if we're doing it this way, then obviously, we'll have to like finish this and and start it again, right? Right, as soon as you hop on, it started recording, it didn't give me an option, right? Which is what I was afraid of. Um, so we could do like a quick recap of. Right. Of the first episode and just a, Hey, you know, da, da, da. And then explain, you know, to, on TikTok or whatever um, that for now, it's just going to be on one platform instead of the two, like we were trying. Yeah, and, and I think people are understand. I don't think they're really um, I don't think they really care. So do you want me to do the intro again and then you'll do like the disclaimer or do you want to switch it up this week? Oh, I don't care. Well, you actually um, you go ahead with that because you have the, you have the original piece of paper I that do. I wrote it on. <laughs> I don't. So <laughs> right. I don't even know how I got it, but I, I do for some reason. It's so weird, but Okay. Yeah, I don't know how you wound up with it either. I was like, I lost that. And you were like, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> like crazy. All right, let's, um, we can jump out of this and then restart it. And then we'll go ahead. I'll start with the trailer. You'll do the um, warning label. <laughs> right. Okay. And then we'll do just a quick recap. Yeah. Do you want to do the, I think you should do the recap because I'm going to be doing a lot of the talking this time since it's about my going to go into basically like the first part of y'all like the how fast it went y'all meeting how quickly into the, like deep into the marriage or anything like that but just like um how we met and how quickly it went okay and then some red flags maybe that i missed okay there might even be a couple red you don't even know about yet probably are um <laughs> Oh, and don't forget you were going to talk about like you did the last time with um, 
the whole single mom thing and that he, he kind of hooked you with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Um, well, this is cool. At least I can take my nice shirt off and then I can like <laughs> just move around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, it'll probably make me do a new link. So uh, that's fine. I'll hop right. out and then you can send me the new one. Okay. All right. Good evening, everyone. I'm Jamie, and this is Michelle. We are the Unlikely Allies. We're here to spread awareness about narcissistic abuse. How does one get caught by a covert diagnosed narcissist and sex addict? We'll be sharing how we survived the same narcissist and some things that left us vulnerable to this type of predator. We are here to support other women in sharing their voices and he their healing joy journeys as well. And quick disclaimer, um, this is definitely going to contain some sensitive topics and explicit, explicit content as well as we cuss a little. So there's that. <laughs> All right, um, so we are going to be going over um, tonight just a real quick recap. Um, we did have our first episode um, on YouTube. We've been running into some technical difficulties, so we are trying to get everything switched over now um, for Spotify. How we met <laughs> is... I was dating Jamie's ex-husband. Mm -hmm. uh, we had been together roughly two and a half years. Uh, he was living with me at the time. And I got a message one day. Well, uh, several messages. But <laughs> her friend Kim had reached out to me um, with a whole bunch of unsavory information. And <laughs> basically, I found out that... You know, he was, had been fired twice for sexual harassment. No charges were ever filed, um, that he was in fact a diagnosed narcissist and, um, you know, lies that he had told me about previous charges that I had let him kind of, exp well, not let, but you know, that he had explained away. And after, you know, a couple weeks of, of backing off, I couldn't disprove the stories he was saying so i had continued to see him and, and that's something that we talked about last week is how um he came to you with those charges up front before you found out in effort to manipulate the narrative um to make it seem more plausible correct yeah so that was definite. Um, but yeah, last episode, we, we went into how Michelle and I met and how my friend Kim, who we do plan to have on at a later date, um, how she kind of facilitated at first because I wasn't sure exactly how Michelle was going to take it. Um, and so uh, we highly encourage you guys to go check that out on YouTube. If you follow either of us on TikTok, um, there's a link there and you guys can um, watch that first episode. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was definitely interesting. Um, right. <laughs> delving into that last week, you know, just kind of like refreshing it and going over it again in almost like, basically step by step how it happened and it just I guess at the time I it, it I had been so scared and so nervous so like it was kind of good in a way to go back and refresh my memory a little bit and also just to hear your perspective um of how everything came across to you because I, I knew I was like dropping a bomb into your life and devastating you but on the other hand, I knew you also needed to know the information. Right. And yeah, um, 
again, like, like I said before, you know, thank God for that. Um, because a lot of that stuff, I, I couldn't have found. Right. It, there is no record of it, you know, publicly. Um, so you were sending me stuff at, you know, after you felt comfortable enough that I, you know, believed you enough to dig. Um, you were sending me the things like the actual plea agreement and the police report and stuff like that, that is not, you know, right. Yeah. That's <laughs> not public record. And like, When, when I mentioned the, um, him being fired for the sexual harassment and one of the girls was 18, I don't think he expected that. So that way, when you confronted him, it shocked him so much that he had no choice, but to tell you the truth. Right. And when I, um, that's one thing we didn't discuss much last week. And also I I just made a, a mess up, um, you didn't give me the police report. That was in the stack that I made him give Correct. me from the shed. Correct. Yes. But the confrontation, yeah, because as we discussed last week, you know, Kim and I had spent all day. I'm sitting there trying to work, trying to act normal because um, he's in the next room freaking sleeping. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she we're going back and forth on on uh, in my Facebook group all day messaging and so yeah when I was done with work I I went to confront him and he didn't he didn't have anywhere to go so and and he knew he was screwed so that like when when he was confronted and when the you know the mask slipped and all of that like it was all within probably about an hour yeah between like how quick it'll slip too right between me first you know starting to ask him some questions and then making him give me his key and and go to the shed um yeah because the first question I asked was about the sexual harassment in the 18 year old and uh I was I was like were you fired for sexual harassment and he said yes and I was like, was she 18? And he said, yes. And that's when he, you know, tried to say that, you know, he had made an inappropriate comment about, you know, wanting to kiss her or whatever. But he, he got mad. Like he, he was pissed because I, after that, like the next question was, um, if that was the first time that he had attempted to cheat on you because, mm-hmm. He had, you know, told me before that y'all's problems had nothing to do with infidelity on either side. And um, so he was visibly pissed. Oh, I'm sure. Had you, um, you know, is this the first time that you had attempted to cheat on her? And that's when he was like, oh, I had already uh, cheated on her a handful of times by then. Like it was a spitfire just a reaction like he couldn't hide the anger at that point wow yeah oh well we're gonna save that i'm pissed yeah that's a whole nother thing yeah we're gonna save that for another episode for sure but that that's a teaser right there (laughs) wow yeah oh i already cheated on her a handful of times oh yo oh that's awesome you're a great guy there yeah okay considering (laughs) that like one of my non-negotiables I was like okay yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um so for this episode though we were going to kind of start um back at the beginning and um how my relationship began and then our next episode we're going to go into how Michelle's relationship began with him and how our stories are actually pretty damn similar um so for my beginning we have to go all the way back um and it it seems like yesterday but yet it's not um we met in um spring of 2000 um i was a single mom i had my daughter who was three and a half at the time 
Um, I had her from a previous relationship and that was back when um, online dating was still fairly new. It was kind of like in, in, in its infancy. We didn't really have like um, Tinder and Hinge and Bumble. Um, we ended up meeting on this place called Yahoo Personals. Um, I'm sure you remember back when Yahoo was really big and yeah um yeah <laughs> you know yahoo um but <laughs> um so that's where we initially met and honestly at the time because online dating was so new um i didn't know any of the safety precautions that i would like take now um you know almost 23 years later but um so i had a profile and um i put in my profile that i was a single mom and that I had a daughter and blah, blah, blah. And I was just, um, I was at a point in my life, I was um, 23 and I, the, the environment that I had grown up in, um, you know, being a single mom was something that was to be ashamed of. Um, I grew up in a very Christian conservative church. Um, you know, I had a lot of issues surrounding having a child out of wedlock. And so I guess you could say I was kind of anxious to get married. Um, and I was very naive because of the sheltered environment that I grew up in. So I was very naive and I had no idea about um, people manipulating for their gain or anything like that. Um, and we matched and it took him a couple of days to reach out to me. And then when he did, um, he said the one thing that kind of got me hooked, which I know is similar what he said to you. And that was that he waited a couple of days to reach out to me because he wanted to make sure that he could handle being in a relationship with someone who had a child and that he respected single moms because his mother was a single mom. Yep. He told me the exact same thing. He was basically like, I, you know, admire how you have to do this all on your own and da da da. Which is kind of crazy to me that he would say that because he never once, never once said he admired me for raising his children alone. But I digress. Right. <laughs> Ugh. Oh my gosh. Like that's, that just, that seems so slimy to me now. Um, uh, because it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like here you're leaving your ex-wife to raise your children alone and you're not giving her a damn bit of help, but yet you're, he's going to like sit there and love bomb you with, Oh, I admire you. Oh, so much, which of course we should be admired. We're, you know, taking care of things by ourselves, but it's just like, the, the manipulative way that he um, tends to, to use that. And, um, you know, just in t the times that we've talked, there are so many other similarities. It's like, literally, he does the same thing with every single person. So I'm pretty sure that the affair partners that he had, he probably told all of them that he admired them for being a single mother, too. Um, that's my guess, at least. Probably, but he had some that were married, didn't he? There like was, they were both married? Um, so, no, only, as far, okay, to my knowledge, only one of them was married, um, and she had four children. The rest, to my knowledge, the other seven, um, both attempted and actual affairs, um, they were all single and all of them except maybe one or two um all had children and they were single moms so like single moms are his preference which is so slimy and skeevy um it really is it's like okay they're easy prey because if i right. love on them hard enough then they're gonna you know be like oh it's great being in a relationship which is pretty much you know 
how he got me, I was like, okay, I can, you know, get used to this because at first it was, you know, like he was, well, you know, just yeah, bombing the shit out of you doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like Um, at the very first, it's like, okay, the dates are nice, but then, you know, he just pushes his way in and it's just now for me you're the mask came off a lot quicker for you yeah and I that probably um was due to inexperience on his part with the manipulation because I was his first like long-term relationship except for like one in high school um but by the time he had started cheating on me, he got more and more and more practice. So it would make sense that he would be able to keep the mask on a lot longer. Um, for me, it really started coming off shortly after, maybe a little bit before we got married, but definitely shortly after we got married. Um, so like we had met on the Yahoo personals um, on the first date I brought a friend with me because, again, online dating was very, very new. um, And I didn't feel safe just meeting him alone. And so we went out to dinner. I believe it was at a TGI Fridays. And then came back to my house. And then I told my friend that, you know, I was feeling pretty comfortable and it was okay if she left. And she was like, okay, cool, you know, awesome. And, um, like, like, you um that when his uh housing fell through um and he just kind of like i don't know where to go um but anyway i mean he stayed that air quotes yeah air quotes quotes um he ended up staying that night and then he kept coming back the entire weekend it was um because we went out on our first date on friday and he spent the night friday night he spent the night saturday night um I had to work that Saturday and then that Sunday I was taking my daughter to the circus and he was like, Oh, well I'll come along. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Now I know better. And you know, the person that I've been dating now for like well over a year hasn't even met my kids. (laughs) And You know, with him, I was like, Oh my God, he loves kids and let's let him meet my kid. Uh, after knowing him obviously um not the wisest of choices but um but that was kind of uh, how he got to me how he um was able to manipulate me so easily because he was talking about his mom being this great single mom and um how much you know he adored her and loved her and blah 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 like well if he can talk about his mom that way that that's a good thing you know he must respect women and be right and da 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 yeah 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 very much so and um so within a week though um because he was coming to my house literally every day after work like I remember coming home one day and he was there waiting for me on my porch and I'm like what the what fuck the hell are you doing yeah I was like what this is creepy and so I it actually made me really nervous and I the next day um I decided to end things with him I was like this is way too fast way too soon because he told me that night that he was in love with me and I'm like hold on wait three days three days in he's saying this um it was about a week about a week about a week yeah yeah I, I, I guess I didn't realize it was that soon I knew he told you really quick I didn't realize I guess it was a week yeah. meeting you yeah it was a week it was a week and 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 it 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 absolutely made me pause I'm like what the fuck right um so the next day the next day I had gone to work and um he had left his pay stub at my house and I think he did it on purpose um why I'm not sure, but I think he did it on purpose. And I worked for a private investigator at the time. So I did a quick background check on him and nothing criminal came back and nothing civil came back that I could find. So I was like, well, mm, 
But yet I still felt very, very uncomfortable because I'm like, how do you know me after a week? How can you say that you love me after a week? Um, so then he had left a few other things at my house. Literally a weekend, he was leaving his clothes at my house and his toothbrush at my house. Oh, I know. And so I had to let him come over to get his stuff. That was definitely on purpose. I have one question, though. Do you think that maybe with the pay stub thing um, that he was doing it to like, you know, show you or make you think that a good provider, you know what I mean? That type of thing. I don't think so. Cause it was military money. Cause he was in the Navy and he was an E three or E four at the time. So okay. they didn't make, he didn't make a lot. I, I don't know exactly why, but the reason why I was able to do a background check is because his social security number was on the pay stub. Mm, okay. So I don't, I don't exactly, I think he wanted me to see that. Yeah, he definitely was making money. Right. Um, but it was military money. It wasn't like, you know, unfortunately, I mean, I love our military. God, I love our military, but they don't pay them nearly they enough. Don't. They, you are right. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so he had to come back to my house to get his stuff. And you know how convincing he can be. Unfortunately. And <laughs> yeah. So I, we, I was like, I decided to talk it out with him and be like, Hey, you're kind of making me nervous with all this, you know, love talk, blah, 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 blah. And, um, he started with the whole, well, I've never felt like this with anyone before and you make me want to be a better person and you blah, blah, blah. And it was all love mommy manipulative stuff. But again, I grew up in a very sheltered environment where, you know, sex before marriage is wrong and having a child out of wedlock is wrong. And, you know, sometimes you just know when you meet someone, you know, I, I believed in that, like, you know, eyes locking across the room and you fall in love with someone without having ever talked to them. And I'm like, well, maybe that's what this is. Obviously now I know way more than I did back then. Um, <laughs> yes. I would, I would never fall for that now. Um, so yeah. So he never left that night either. And he ended up staying again and he kept staying over and over and over. Um, and so by a month in, he practically, he had been bringing his clothes and like slowly he filling up. He moved his ass in without ever asking yes. or saying, hey, are we getting serious or having a conversation? He just brought his shit a little yep. bit at a time and moved into your damn house. That's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did. Um, and then like, and at that point, like, I, I mean, I distinctly remember a couple of little red flags here and there. Like, I remember one time I had spent the night at, cause he was running a room from a friend in the Navy. And I remember spending the night over there. And obviously I didn't know at that time that he was a sex addict, um, and we had had sex already, like, I think two times and it was getting late and I just, you know, I wanted to go to bed and he wanted to have sex again. And I was just like, I'm tired. And like, he really didn't want to take no for an answer. Um, and like, I remember feeling very pressured, but yet at the same time again i hate to go back to this but my upbringing is you know you you always want to make your man happy right no so, i completely get that um yeah. i think that the environment i was raised in was quite as as strict in purity culture as yours but no i i totally get that <laughs> yeah um so he did slowly move his stuff in and then he just was there um but and then he also started talking marriage really really quickly i don't know how soon he started that with you um it actually but, was not that soon because i was 
adamant that, and now, you know, definitely now, I don't want to remarry. Right. I, I told him, and I didn't even mention this until, you know, later on because he had been living there for a little while at, at that point. But, um, I had made a comment one time, basically, you know, like, Hey, if I have a long-term relationship, like I'll, I'll have a life partner. I'll live with somebody for the rest of my life. I have no freaking interest in ever getting married again. Right. Ever. Right. And I, and I'm with you that with that now, um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, so yeah, so yeah. He he, marriage up at all with me right away. So he brought it up with me very quickly. Um, and we, you know, again, I was just like, at the time, I don't know why, but I felt like nobody's going to want a single mom, a young single mom. You know, most people my age at the time, I was 23, they didn't have children. And so not that I saw my child as a bad thing. I thought other men would see me a child as a bad thing. Um, I felt like I was lucky that this guy accepted me and my child. He accepted that we were a package deal. And so I felt like I hit the jackpot. Because he wasn't judging you and he was like he could be a family man. And I did hit the jackpot. I hit the narcissistic jackpot. Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) know it yet um so he did he did start talking marriage very early and we had gone up on a trip to visit him his mom in buffalo um i think it was in june um or maybe maybe it was may i think over memorial day weekend we went up just him and i um my daughter stayed in virginia with her dad And, um, it was just him and I for that first trip. I met his mom. Um, he took me to Niagara Falls. I had never been to Canada. So I was like, Oh my God, I'm in another country. Um, you know, and we had had a trip. Um, it was a quickie, like four day trip or something. Um, and I guess looking back, I overheard a, a brief conversation between him and his mom, and I saw her like give him like a nod of acknowledgement or something like that. And I feel like he had taken me up there to get approval from his mom. Oh, I'm sure that's exactly what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Um, and so then we ended up going back up uh, either that July or that August. I, I can't really remember. I mean, this was like, um, 22 and a half years ago um but I brought my daughter that time and his mom fell in love with my daughter and um at that point we had very much been talking about marriage and we went up there to try and like plan the wedding um because my mom had been diagnosed with breast cancer we were going to get married a year later but because of her diagnosis and I wasn't sure um, if she was going to, you know, really survive a lot longer, um, we moved the wedding up, which um, definitely played into what he wanted. Um, I think had we waited, I may not have married him because uh, I don't think he would have been able to hold that mask on much longer. Yeah, by then so, it would have been over a year. So, and if you were, you're right, if you were his first like long term relationship, meaning he hadn't had that much practice yet. Right. You probably would have started seeing those red flags or, or, you know, not dismissing the eerie feelings when you got them. Exactly. So we ended up um, on that trip with my daughter. We went up to Niagara Falls and um, unbeknownst to me, um, he had gone and gotten the ring and this it was a ring set and I knew about the ring set cause we had looked at a magazine and chose one. It's ridiculous. But anyway, um, <laughs> what I didn't know is that his mom bartered for 
advertising in their small town newspaper and the ring was for free because the diamond was his mom's from her failed marriage, which, you know, red flag. I should have noticed that right away, but I didn't. Um, So he reused the diamond and just had it reset in another set. And it was a matching set that we had. Um, And I did not know that it was a free um, exchange, you know. So when Um, did you find that out? Like when um, did you find out that he didn't even pay for your damn wedding ring? It was after the, yeah, it was after the marriage. Um, I, I thought maybe he had gotten a discount or something like that, but I didn't think it was free. Um, yeah, that was so cheesy, (laughs) but anyway, we had gone to Niagara Falls and, um, we took Ashley to like the rainforest cafe and, you know, we were doing some stuff on the Canadian side and then um, I was, we were walking outside and I was like, I really got to get her something to eat. She's hungry. Da, 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 da. And I turn around cause he's not following me. And so I turn around and he's down on one knee holding the ring and, you know, proposes to me and my daughter's standing next to him and all these people are watching and they're like, Oh, you know, um, so I said, yes, obviously. And cause we had already been planning and talking about it and everything. So it wasn't like, I didn't know when he was going to officially do it, but. Well, I think even if you hadn't been planning it, he probably would have done it that way because he, um, he was that, planning on taking you up there. Exactly. That's how, and I'm sure that this is what his, his thought process was with, with me compared to you, even though like he knew that I didn't want to get married. He's, and he was probably doing the same thing with you, even though y'all had been talking about it. If I do this publicly, your daughter's there, everybody's watching. Right. It's much harder for you to, to be like, no, I'm not getting married or, you know, whatever. Right. um, To embarrass him. And then plus, you know, he's thinking, I'm sure, you know, oh, this big grand gesture, you know, she's going to feel like it's so romantic and blah, blah, blah. Right. Exactly. Um, So I said yes. And then, you know, we came back down to Virginia. We got married down here. His mom came down. His dad and his stepmother came down. Um, We got married at the courthouse um, with my daughter there, my family there. Uh, my mom was bald because chemo and everything like that. Um, and then we were married and I don't want to go into like the red flags after we were married, but there were a couple of red flags that I overlooked prior to us getting married. Um, so when my mom got cancer, um, you know, they did the surgery, they, she had a mastectomy And it was um, in D.C. because she worked at a hospital in D.C. She was a nurse there. That's the place where she wanted to go because she felt comfortable. And it was like an all day ordeal. Um, They had a lot of difficulty getting the um, port put under her skin so she could get chemo. Um, You know, because they put that port in like in your chest under the skin for easy access. And so the surgery went really, really long. And he was getting really annoyed because he had to work the next day. And I remember we're sitting in the waiting room in the hospital. I'm like, look, you can go home. I'll get a ride with my dad. Like, I don't, you don't like, if you need to go home and sleep, go home and sleep. Yeah. He wanted me to go home with him. And I'm like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Um, I need to know that my mom's okay. Exactly. And so surgery gets done and he's like, okay, we can go home. And I'm like, absolutely not. I need to see her. And so we waited until she got into her room and, um, you know, I got to see her, got to see that she was okay. Um, I could see like, they kind of left her a mess with the beta dine and stuff like that. And so like, I wanted to wash her off and clean her off and everything. And I mean, she's my mom, you know? So like, yeah. Um, and then in a bit of an argument and I'm like, you are being so like, hello, this is my mother. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Um, 
And it just goes to show how very selfish he was and thinking of only himself. Because what he wanted to do was go home and have sex. Jesus Christ. And I'm like, my mom just had surgery. Just had her breast cut off. Her cancer and you're worried about being laid. Exactly. (sighs) So we go home. Um, I did what I did to please him. Um, time I remember, and this is also going to like I'm I'm. These are memories that I'm bringing up, but like they're going to be new to you. Um, so there was another time that I really just did not want to have sex, and I turned him down. And this and was before you were actually married, right? Before we were actually married, yes. Okay. And I was like, I was just, I wanted to go to bed. I wanted, I was tired or whatever. And so I rolled over to go to bed and I um, have always taken a very long time to fall asleep. I'm not the type of person that can lay their head on a pillow and just be out. He was, yeah, I he, am not. I have so, to be super exhausted. It usually takes me. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm laying there and I feel the bed shaking. Oh my God. Uh huh. He was um, self servicing himself oh. in the bed next to me. And then he got up to go to the bathroom. And just because I was doubting myself, I felt on his side of the bed. And of course, there was a wet spot. And when he came back to bed, I was like, okay, well. I'm going to be like, you know what? I changed my mind. Let's have sex just to see what he says. Mm-hmm. And of course he had to turn me down because he had just masturbated. Yeah. And I got so upset and hurt. I got really, really hurt. And so I confronted him about it the next day. Well, I said something about it that night, but I really like confronted him the next day about it. And I just remember feeling so hurt that like, because also again, going back to that stupid childhood thing, masturbation isn't some, that's a sin. It's a sin. And like, he made me feel worthless because I didn't want to have sex one night. So he was going to do this to prove me, proved to me that he didn't need me or whatever and of course at that time i didn't know anything about his porn addiction i didn't know anything about um his habitual masturbation that he does four or five six times a day i had no idea about any of that um i also don't know where he finds the time but whatever Um, right i had no (laughs) idea about any of that either yeah oh he admitted to me um that he would do it sometimes um at work um if he would go in early yeah at work like he would go in early to open the restaurant not at the jail when he worked at the jail but when he worked at the restaurant he would go in open early and he would like just he's standing in the dining room just jerking off oh my Um, god yeah totally new to me stories holy shit um he would he said that he would sometimes do it driving on his way home or to work because he had like an hour and a half two hour commute hey i guess he was bored so let's pass the time and jack off i mean like what prompted him to even admit this shit to you so um (laughs) because he was using sex addiction as his excuse for the affairs and i was like okay well how deep does this addiction go Oh. Yeah. So it was like one of those kinds of conversations. And he said at nights when he would close and he'd get home like after midnight, like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, he would stand in the driveway doing it before he'd come into the house. Then he would come into the house and then he'd watch porn and do it again because I would be asleep. There were many times that I caught him late at night on the computer looking at porn on our family computer that was in the living room. But you didn't know any, like, you didn't start seeing any of those signs until well into your... Much, much later. Much, much later. But the first sign was that night that I turned him down before we got married, and he masturbated in the bed next to me. Do my own thing. Ugh. Yeah. 
That's disgusting. It is. It is. You can't go one fucking night. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Same with like, I remember, I I think this was also right before we got married. Um, He had to have his wisdom teeth taken out and I had to drive him all the way up to Bethesda Naval Hospital at the time um, to get those taken out. And he wanted to have sex that night. And I'm like, ew, gross. Uh, you, your your mouth is full of blood. And you, are you, what? And you're going to be like, ew, no. Right? No, no. Yeah, yeah. So, but again, I didn't understand that those were warning signs. I didn't realize that, that that was a dangerous thing. Yeah. I thought, here's this 23-year-old guy who just has a really high sex drive. I would have thought the same thing. That's yeah, yeah. Really, I truly have no idea about all of those warning signs. But looking back, I can see that they were clear warning signs. Um, more of his sex addiction with the sexual, you know, that the masturbation and stuff like that. But then the warning signs of him, you know, telling me that I was a good mom and that I was someone to be admired. And, you know, he helped me babysit my friend's kids and he was all into the activities of doing things with my daughter. Um, The time that we brought her up to New York, um, we went up to Canada and we actually vacationed there too and um you know he was all about my daughter all about my daughter doing things with my daughter so he made me feel very comfortable in that he was taking us as a package deal okay now i i have one question then and you you don't have to go into too much detail because this does skip ahead a a tad sure but like after y'all got married um how quickly did did his demeanor towards her change? Mm, very quickly. Um, when I got pregnant, we got married in September and I found out I was pregnant in November. So within a couple of months. And it wasn't in front of me. It was stuff I was finding out later. Um, we had uh, two cats at the time. Um, we had mamush and tiger and tiger was a kitten and my daughter was a preschooler and she picked the cat up and picked her up by like the back of you know properly picking up and so he decided to show her how to pick up a cat properly and how not to do it and when he said don't pick a cat up by the neck he put his hands around my daughter's neck to say this doesn't feel very good does it you don't want that to happen to a cat what yeah did she come straight to you and tell you that i wasn't home at the time it happened i found out about it later like from the front like put his hands around yes oh my god what i didn't realize he played it off saying oh well i was showing her really lightly how it doesn't feel good knowing what he's done right i'm sure she was terrified i bet oh my god she was three and a half almost four at the time yeah so i had a magic ball back then jesus Yeah. yeah But he was like, no, no, he, and then he, he demonstrated on me how quote, quote, lightly he did it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even, okay. Say that he applied the exact amount of pressure. What's light on a grown ass adult still ain't going to be exactly freaking four-year-old. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, but I don't want to go too, too much longer because we could talk for hours oh and i know our friends don't have that much time <laughs> so yeah so, we break ourselves up some because we have a gazillion episodes gazillion episodes yes for hours because we absolutely could um the more i find out oh my god <laughs> yeah um so next episode though we're going to talk about how you met him and how he 
came to move in with you so quickly and how he love bombed you and some of the similarities that we have in between the both of us. Um, not only similarities in what he did, but just similarities in who we are too. Um, because he does like to pick very strong women for a reason, because then we'll take care of him. Exactly. Um, Oh man. Yeah. Juicy stuff. Jeez. Did I blow your mind tonight? (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. God, I really shouldn't even be surprised anymore. Cause like every new thing I find out about him, it's like my jaw drops, but should it really like, I know, (laughs) I know, I know. And I just hope that whomever he's with now, like stumbles on our TikTok, stumbles on our, you know, um, maybe our YouTube or even our Spotify, or, you know, I've posted him in several of the local dating sites and stuff like that to stay away. And I always post his um, mugshot with it too, because yep. that, that tends to get people's attention when you have an actual mugshot. Um, yeah, different. Yeah different groups um yeah because that one private group that um you turned me on to you found out immediately like three people that had already come across exactly profile picture and were like oh crap we saw him and he matched with us right right so that's I'm really glad I was able to like do that but um so our next episode is going to be the ninth. 18th 18th oh god um whatever the tuesday is we'll um i think it's the 19th recording on the 19th i believe and okay so yeah either way um whether we have the date right or not (laughs) we're we're we will let everybody know on every other Tuesday is our plan is to record Mondays and air on every other Tuesday. So we'll be doing twice a month. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so everybody, um, please share with your friends. If you know somebody who might be involved with a narcissist and you want them to hear from an outside source, or if you just want to, uh, tune into the juicy details of how we survive the same narcissist, um, Definitely uh, let us know either um, in the comments on our YouTube or um, I'm not sure if you can do comments on Spotify. I haven't looked into that, but definitely on our TikTok, you can (laughs) let us know for sure. Yeah, we each have TikTok. So for um, those who don't already follow us, um, I'm at Rebel to Rising and Jamie has two now. We'll I do because <laughs> that's a different episode because he's trying everything to get me banned. Um, so I'm at Recovering Narc Survivor and then my backup is Recovering.Narc.Survivor. Um, so we will see you guys next time. All right.